You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Andrea L. Hines, and I am one of the hosts right here at Authors Up, and I just wanted to tell you welcome, welcome, welcome to the program this evening. We are so glad that you are with us. This is a busy weekend, a very busy weekend, but we are glad that you took time out of your schedule to stop by and see what we had going on here this evening. So welcome to you, and let's see... um, Victoria, do you want to welcome our guests this evening? Oh, of course. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to my bronze girl. So glad to be hanging with you guys another week. Love you both. <laughs> we love, love you, too. you, too, Victoria. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Ruth? You want to welcome our, our listeners tonight? Of course. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We love having you. We love being here for you, and uh, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we usually start our program with the weekend review, so I'm going to double back here with Victoria. And, Victoria, why don't you start us off? What has happened with you since our last program? Tell us some good news. Good, only good news. The best news of the world is my firstborn walked across that stage today at A&T. Oh, and it, what, what a wonderful thing to happen on Mother's Day as well. It's my baby, so I'm not going to talk about it too much because I start crying because, Lord, you know when you just go through with your kids, you know, and you see that baby walk across that stage. Whew, only, only God knows. Only God knows. And so that, that is my good news, and I'm just so proud of her. And just praying, you know, God's blessings on her life, you know, as she goes into this next chapter. So that was mine for this week. I tell you what, I I understand how that is (laughs) and how that feels. 
when I was um, when Lynn was graduating high school, I had mm. just gotten my cancer diagnosis, and oh, wow. they were scheduling things. And I said, "Not until she walks." We work too hard for this. That's exactly. Oh my goodness. I am oh going goodness. to wait until she walks. And so God was gracious and granted me my request. So I Amen. understand perfectly how that feels. <laughs> Ruth, what about you? What was going what's going on in your life from in the last uh, seven days? <laughs> See, and, and that's not even fair because it's hard to follow up something like that, you know. Oh. I, I, <laughs> you got something. I, <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know what, and that was the funny part because, like, several weeks ago I got my first um, jury duty um, summons. And I must be the only person in the world who was excited by it because I was. I, it was for really? federal court. I was, you know, and this kind of leans into the Mother's Day thing, you know, where, yeah. you know, my mom is an immigrant, and right. she taught us, you know, that it was a privilege. It was a privilege mm-hmm. to serve. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm 46 years old. I've never gotten a jury summons. So to me, I, I felt like I was left out. But that is a big deal. <laughs> The bad part was they kept put me off, and then they finally said, no, we don't need you. Thanks anyway. I'm like, oh, it's disappointing. Oh. <laughs> kind of hurt your like, feelings. Yeah, it was. I was feeling some kind of way because I was ready. I was waiting. I had my book picked out and everything. So it didn't work out this time. But oh, She was ready to do her judicial process. Oh, you go, girl. <laughs> I was. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully I don't have to wait another 46 years for another summons. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I have yeah. served once. I've served uh-huh. once. And after that experience, I I pray I never have to ever do it again. Wow. <laughs> So, so if I get notified, I'm I'm gonna tell them I can't make it. But Ruth Griffin, <laughs> she <laughs> call her up, right? <laughs> well, you know, you know they now have they now have a spot on there where they say if you don't want to serve, you know, if you're older and you don't want to serve, just check here. So apparently wow. that's an option now. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Been, it's been so long since my name was called. That is great. That is great. Well, I'm mm-hmm. excited. I am excited because in a few days, um, my writing journey will be complete from the writing challenge. All right. Yes. Uh, on Yay. the 15th, on the 15th, I will uh, be submitting uh, my my manuscript. <laughs> All right. Congratulations. <laughs> so. And we will begin the editing process to see what we can mm-hmm. do uh, about this book. And, um, That's exciting. Get it working. Yeah, I, you know, I feel really good about it. I feel really good because I have never written fiction before. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Not something that I probably would have done on my own. So I am very, 
very excited about it and excited to um, uh, have been able to get this far. So, so yes, and, and awesome. kudos to my, my co-hosts and friends, Victoria and Ruth, because I tell you what, <laughs> uh, last week we had a guest that talked about your yes sisters. And I tell yes. you what, they are my yes sisters because they have mm-hmm. really, really encouraged me to do it and stuck with yeah. me and, you know, given me little nuggets to keep me going. And, ladies, I appreciate you because without you, not only would it not have been finished, it would never have even gotten started. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I well, do oh, appreciate We are humble. I'm, I, we are very humble by that. Thank you. Yeah. I can't well, wait to I, read it. <laughs> I hope that you uh you feel that good about it after you read it. <laughs> oh. Keep those thoughts Stop coming. Keep those good thoughts coming. So. <laughs> but this is a, a special Sunday because it is Mother's Day. And yes. uh, Mother's Day, as we know, is a wonderful, wonderful uh, holiday for some and a very, very difficult holiday for others. Um, but we did want to take a few moments, not just to say uh, Happy Mother's Day to those out there and also prayers of comfort for those who are struggling with with um, with this Sunday afternoon, yes. but um, I just wanted to to give a shout out to all of the the moms out there. Um, parenting doesn't come with a manual. We really mm, wish it did, <laughs> but it doesn't. And I, I'm uh. always um, I always laugh at the commercial where they show the mom with the first child doing all the yes. special things, and <laughs> doing all the stuff to sterilize, right? Rolls around. And, it's, it's just sitting on her hip, and she's just, you know, moving through yep. what she's got to do. Uh, so it's all a learning process, but it's a learning process of love. And I am so grateful for the people who have been like mothers uh, to mm-hmm. me because mothers, women birth a lot of things other than children. They birth creativity mm-hmm. and they birth ideas Amen. and and, and mm-hmm. they birth many, many things. And I am just grateful uh, to celebrate the women uh, in my life and uh, in others' lives who have been instrumental in a nurturing process because that's what motherhood is, a nurturing process. And, you know, just keeping us in the right space, guiding us, believing in us, instructing us, and most of all, loving us. So my shout out is to the women out there who have filled the role of motherhood for so, so many people, whether they have birthed them or whether they right. have been blessed with them. So that that's my, my Mother's Day shout-out. What what about you, Ruth? How how would you like to celebrate moms or who, whatever you want to say on this Mother's Day Sunday? Well, I, you know, and I have to say, I am, I've been a mother now for, I think, 25 years. Yeah. Um, I have an estranged relationship with my mom, and I just, you know, I, I, I've come to the point where I can say that I love her regardless of right. what our relationship is. And, you know, for those who don't have their mom, you know, who don't have that relationship, you know, I, there is a verse that my mom taught me when we were little, and it said, though my mother and my father forsake me, 
God will yes. be there for me. And mm-hmm. I have taken that to heart. There were many times that I cried tears and reminded God, hey, I don't have either. I need you. And he was right there. So, mm-hmm. you know, for all those who don't have their mom, you know, God is right there in that spot, you know, nurturing. Because that's where we got it from is mm-hmm. the mom side of God. So he knows exactly, and he can do, and I hate to even put it this way, but he can do a better job of being mom to us than sometimes that we can Amen. do with our own children. So, you know, mm-hmm. just hang on to God, call to him, because this day is beautiful regardless. So that's Amen. my thought. Amen. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Victoria? You know what? I don't even know what to say. <laughs> After after you guys, you you're you're so eloquent. I tell you, <laughs> but um, it, you know, it is a a bittersweet day for some. You know, um, who want to be mothers and and those who lost their mom. You know, so we again we're sensitive to that, and and you're in our hearts and thoughts. But I would just like to um, you know, just give honor to my mom. Her name is uh, Lois mm-hmm. E. Henderson, and she's you know, um, my mom is 87 years old, and she's still very much a, a force in my life. And I, I wouldn't be who I am without her. And so I just honor her. I honor my aunties. I have aunties in New York, Florida, and Connecticut, and just honor them. And, and just want to just let them know that I love them and thank them for all that they've done for me. And so and to all the mothers out there, I hope today has been a, a just beautiful day for you. And I challenge everybody, too. You know how I am. Don't just do me on that one day. You know, celebrate your mom, you know, buy some of the leftover stuff and give it to her next week. I bet you your mom will smile just as much as she did today. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Not just one day, but every day, you know. You, you know what absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight we have with us a wonderful guest. And let me read you a little bit about her. Shatara McDougall is a native of Jacksonville, North Carolina. She is the only daughter of the four children of the late David and Barbara McDougall. While growing up in her hometown, she was very active in her home church, work, and academics. Her academic achievements led her to attend UNC Chapel Hill. She has called the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area home since 2005. To date, she has achieved many accomplishments and achievements, one of the proudest being the start of her makeup business, Just Face It Makeup Artistry by Shatara LLC, and that was in 2013. Added to that list has been other businesses and creative ventures, completion of her Pursuit of Aesthetics certification and licensure, and most recently added to the list a published author. Her first self-published book was just released in April of this year entitled Broken Crayons Still Color, But What Made Them Break? (laughs) Shatara considers herself to be quiet and introverted by nature, yet has a sense desire to help others through the transparency of her testimony and life stories thus far. Being a creative and lover of all things beautiful and expressive, 
She finds joy in achievement in helping others see and realize the beauty that lies within and outwardly. Now let's give a hand clap, a warm welcome, Yay! and send up some hearts for our guest, Tara <laughs> McDougall. Welcome, Tara. Welcome. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome. Five snaps and three snorkels. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. We are so happy to have you on. Um, Thank I you. I appreciate it. We, well, you're welcome. We are going to talk about your book, Broken Crayons, Still Color, But What Made Them Break. And um, it is a poetry book, so it's, I think it's less of a, oh, you know, what is it about than it is, you know, sharing your heart. I've always discussed, found, considered, I would say, poetry different um, than other, you know, regular books. Um, Yours was different to me because your voice really came out in it. You know, you consider, you say you consider yourself quiet and introverted. And I'm going to read the first one. And I think if they don't hear that, then they're not, you know, your readers aren't listening. So you say, I want, I have to write it out. I can't keep it all in because if I keep trying to hide my truth, my healing will never begin. No longer censoring my thoughts nor suppressing my true feelings. Refuse to stay stuck in this place, only dreaming of real healing. Mm. And that is beautiful. It really is. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've not really been a big poetry person since I was a, uh, a um, teenager, but I really enjoyed your work. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been writing? Um, hmm. Uh, probably, if you ask my mother that, since I was able to write, <laughs> um, I've been doodling poetry. Um, I taught myself how to write probably when I was like six. So, um, yes, ma'am. So since like six, I've kept journals upon journals upon journals. And it's like I've always been writing. My mom's like, here's your papers. I found some more papers. Um, even to this day, she's like, I found a whole book of poems you wrote. Did you, did you know I still had it? So, like, all of, most of my life, since I've been able to write, I've been writing something down. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. Oh, wow. Now, is poetry mm-hmm. your preferred style, your preferred genre? Um, I would say I'm most familiar with poetry. Um, it's mm-hmm. always kind of come second nature to me. It's like things just kind of flow out. Um, people ask me, they're like, so, you know, how do you start it? Or do you go by certain, you know, rules of poetry and this and that? And I'm like, no, it just kind of <laughs> flows off that way with me. So it's my most familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I have at some points like ventured into writing other things because it's like I believe I have a very vivid imagination, but it's like my mm-hmm. comfort zone currently um, has been poetry, yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So how long did it take you then to um, compile this book? Um, hmm. Honestly, this book kind of wrote itself. Um, mm-hmm. I was going through a chapter of life um, starting in probably November um, to January, November of last year to January of this year, and it's like I would just write things out. So it's like, again, like I said, my comfort zone is to write out my feelings, write things out. Right. And um, in January, you know, close friends, um, they were like, you know, Chitara, other people feel this way. And I didn't let them read everything, but those that I let read something, they were like, you have to share this. 
not just because mm-hmm. you need to get this out and this will heal you, but somebody else needs to know that they're not alone in what they felt. So mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, okay, I guess you're right. So it's like um, in January <laughs> I made the decision that I was going to do it. Um, in February I reached out to a former classmate from UNC that does kind of book coaching and um, I actually compiled everything, worked with her, and made it a reality in about six weeks or less. Um, oh, wow. So it was just a matter of, yeah, so it's like the poems that wrote themselves, so I had them, but I just had to put them together and put them in an order that made sense. So um, uh-huh. it was a quick work, but like I said, it, it really kind of wrote itself. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. How did you find the uh, self-publishing process? Um, I I honestly thought before I knew anything about it that it was a very daunting process. I was like, oh, my God, I've heard horror, horror stories of people being like, this happened and that happened. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I, just, I don't want to be taken advantage of, which was one reason why I reached out to uh, booking a coach, um, a coaching um, uh, mm-hmm. expert. And she was like, you know, I'll walk you through it. It's not as bad as you think. You just may need to make sure that you do these particulars. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. She really held my hand through it, um, my friend Monique Toussaint. Um, and it was like, oh, so she was like, you know, if you don't want to self-publish, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can. That can be something else you know that you want to do. And I was like, I think I want to do it. And, you know, I did it. <laughs> so it wasn't as scary. I definitely appreciate the help because I can see how in the process, if you don't have help, it can be like, wait a minute, what exactly am I doing? Um, yeah. So with guidance, it was um, with guidance. It was it was pretty good for me. Okay. Would you recommend it for others? Um, if you have a good coach and somebody to walk you through it, um, <laughs> once you know like what you're doing, um, initially, if it's something where it's like you know you want to be kind of hands off and it's just like here, do this for me, I wouldn't recommend uh-huh. it. But I'm kind of like a a very um, a, a go-getter and kind of like, a, oh, I want to see what it is so then I can, you know, make the correct assessment of do I want to do this in the future or not. I at least want to have the option to say, hey, I tried it. It didn't work out for me. Next time I know. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're kind of like mm-hmm. that and you want to try something out and see, I would. But if it's kind of like, wait a minute, this is too much. I just want to put this work out. Yeah, you know, I'm, I might not suggest it. <laughs> like I said, it wasn't too <laughs> horrific. But it's like I would just kind of – suggest going with someone, going with the publisher, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we, we we like to talk about the process here, whether it's the writing process or publishing process, and, you know, every everybody is different, you know, and everybody's comfort level is different, and everybody's, you know, there are some people who just look at publishing and go, you know what, that's not for me, I know that, and I'm not even going right. to try. So. <laughs> but right, that's right, not I can you, definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. So it, it it has its it has its challenges. It definitely does. But I, I think you have done a great work, Shatara, and I think that your readers will definitely enjoy um, your voice. They will enjoy your uh, your book, and I applaud you for that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome, Andrea. You got any questions? Well, you know, I do have a, a couple of things, and and Shatara, while I'm I'm asking you these things, I want you to kind of be thinking about maybe a couple of uh, your favorites in your book um, that you would like to read to us. But I want to ask you first of all: Was it difficult for you to share 
to share your work. Uh, I'm I am in in this trio. I'm the the poet more so than than Victoria and Ruth, and mm-hmm. um, so I have just a, a special love uh, for your book and the way that you've laid it out and things that you have said. The poetry is is very. Uh, bearing, if you will, bearing of the soul, just uh, extremely personal, at least I find it to be. Um, so so tell me whether or not it was difficult for you to, to share um, when you first began writing or even through the process of this book. Um, I definitely will say that was probably my biggest hindrance. People are like, okay, you know, what was stopping you or, you know, what was what were you most afraid of? And I was, like you said, it was like the actual sharing of my heart because um, even in you all saying earlier about, you know, Mother's Day, like I hadn't even really, like I know this weekend's Mother's Day, I'm planning to be with my mom, but um, even in my book I talk about things about like the miscarriages I've had and like usually mm-hmm. around this time it's kind of like uh, leading up to the, the week before Mother's Day it's like, okay, here we go again, am I good or not mm-hmm. this year? And it's like this year I'm in a peaceful place um, that I've never been in my life. But um, as you mm-hmm. all were talking earlier, I was like, wow, it's Mother's Day. And it's like, you know, um, Elder Hines, when you said, like, you know, women birth so much more than this children. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm talking about this book that was birthed out of, like, this last 33.5 years, I say, of my life because now I'm 34, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, this was birthed out of so much of my life, and it was like, wow, Shatara, you didn't even think about it in that aspect. But, um, Mm -hmm. yes, like, even my friends, um, I let read some of it, or I was like, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. I don't know. And they were just like, share it. So, like, even the day when I announced that I had a book coming out, I was like, am I really going to do this, or am I going to push it back? (laughs) And then the day when it went live, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's out there. People can buy it. People will be reading my book in one to two days. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm sharing this. And I'm like, you know, there were so many thoughts of, well, I need to explain what this meant, and I need to explain that this didn't mean this, and they might think that, and they might think that. And, you know, I've had my close friends were like, Shatara, just breathe. It's going to be okay. This is part of your journey. Just release it. And it's just like, okay. (laughs) So that was, like, the most difficult part actually, like, releasing it and letting it go, which, like, kind of goes hand-in-hand with the journey I've been on in my life over the Mm -hmm. last year, and it's kind of like, okay, let it out, release it, and let God handle the rest. So, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to to say something about a comment that you just made when you said that, you know, wanting to explain, um, because poetry is so personal that is something that that you think about are people going to really understand uh what this means and whenever i would do readings it was always an opportunity for me to take that piece and tell people where it came from um yours is broken up in such a way that in many cases that's not necessary. It is just that clear. At least I I found it to be that way. Um, But nobody can read a poem like the poet. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to ask you now (laughs) to select just a couple of pieces that 
that um, you would like to share with us. And if you choose to kind of tell us where it came from, that would be absolutely amazing. And if not, (laughs) if you would just read for us, I think that would be amazing as well. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you and tell us what piece it is and where it came from. Okay. um, I'd love to do that. Um, And just to preface before, it's like – I really, like, I grew up, I didn't like the sound of my voice. I was like, oh, I can't stand my voice. I can't stand it being recorded. I just don't like it. Um, but just mirroring what you said about, you know, a poem being read and heard differently from the actual author, um, I've had a couple clips where I've recorded myself reading some of it, and my friends are like, I read the book, I love the poem, but when I heard you read it, it just made so much more difference. Like, it just, it was mm-hmm. just different, a different mm-hmm. experience. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I even catch myself sometimes reading. I'm like, I wrote this? Like, does it really like this, Shatara? <laughs> or listening to myself. Um, so uh, I appreciate you again saying that. Um, the first one um, is uh, Breakdown. I'm going to read Breakdown, How Is No Look. This is from the section um, called Break Up and Breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. This was written from a place of, this is very, I believe, fitting for this month being Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, I think people, and I have another poem where I talk about it. Um, Well, no, this is actually the one, I'm sorry, Um, where it talks about people, when they hear about mental illness, they, like, label it as one way. They label it as, you know, oh, my gosh, they're just crazy, or people look a certain way, or, like, oh, I Mm -hmm. can tell everyone that deals with mental health because I can just look at them and I just know. And it's like having gone through a major depressive episode myself for about four to five Mm -hmm. months and getting to a point where it was like, I was like, you know what, God, I love you. I love the people that I love, but I just don't want to be here anymore. Um, And then like Mm -hmm. being able to heal through that and come back through that. And that being with a mix of God, therapy and medication and it being like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm here to literally tell my story. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's where this first one kind of came from. And again, it's called breakdown has no look. Okay. Um, Mm-hmm. Breakdown is thought to look a certain way. I think we expect there to only to be only one way it makes you feel. However, I believe it has innumerable faces if we're really going to let the conversation get real. Yes, sometimes it looks like endless tears accompanied by what feels like an endless and painful wave. Yet other times it may be what can seem a sweet gesture that turns from a mess to a major point in your life stage. It's sad we can't talk about what breaks us down, as if it's forbidden not to always feel at peace. We don't allow true and honest moments of weakness to be shown. Sometimes just being able to cry can be such a relief. Too often we categorize things that chip at us incorrectly, causing ourselves to lie and hide our truth, pushing us to wear the tiring facades and masks, all the while our crumbling lives showing the real proof. We must change our mindsets from being so closed off. We hinder ourselves keeping everything in. It's truly a disservice we do to ourselves, just prolonging the time before true healing can begin. Mm. So that's the mm. end of that one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, you know, again, people think it looks a certain way, but it's just like, you know, I got tired of wearing the facade in a lot of areas in my right. life. And um, yes. people will try to say, well, one thing led to all of this, and it's like, no, it was a culmination of things that I had been suppressing. Right. So it's just mm-hmm, like, right. you know, mm-hmm. letting it, as my aunt, my mom said, letting it up and out. And <laughs> that's what I had to do. Um, and so, you know, like I said, that was very fitting to me. And 
um, Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, and I plan to share more of my testimony this month with that because I've heard most of my life, like, you don't look like you went through that, or, no, Shatari, you made that up, or, uh-uh, that didn't happen to you, and it's like, it did happen. Like, you have no mm. clue. <laughs> um, I wish it wasn't part of my testimony, but it's like, you know, won't question God. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Lord, did I really have to go through that? Like, did you, are you sure you meant that for me? Like, I know you know how strong I am, but God, were you sure? Because that one almost took me out. Um mm-hmm. But just to be on the other side of it and just to be able to be like, I can look back because there were in those moments where it's like people would tell me, oh, you're going to feel better, you're going to get better, you're going to smile again. And I was just like, but in this moment, I don't feel any of that. Like, literally, Mm -hmm. I don't. Emotionally, Mm -hmm. I don't. Chemically, my body is not even letting me register what you're saying. I just want out. Um, And it's such a Mm -hmm. blessing. And my word that I use all the time is I'm grateful because it's like I can look back and it's like, you know, even a few months ago and I can look back and be like, wow, like, God, I don't have to, you know, some people are like, you know, oh, let me look back over the years. And it's like, no, God, I can look back and be like, <laughs> I was at this point right here, but you kept me. Um, and so when being in, your, being in your right mind, yes, definitely, um, being in your right mind, like, I take that with so much more just, um, importance and everything, because I'm like, I know what it felt to be in a different place where I felt outside of myself. Um, one of my friends had put up the other day, it was like, you know, depression is living while feeling like you're not living. And I was like, mm. wow. Mm-mm-mm. And it just it stuck with me. And I was, it, it is. And I was like, that's exactly what it felt like. So every chance I get now, people are like, oh, gosh, why are you so happy? Well, what's exactly going on with your life? And even I know reading my book, it's like, well, what's happening with your life? Or what's not happening? And I'm just like, God knows that I'm at peace and I'm happy. And I Amen. feel like I've given, been given a second chance at life. So I'm living it <laughs> by all means. Um, Amen. So Amen. I am. Amen. So, yes, very important Amen. to me. Um <laughs> The second one I'll read is from the, uh, it's the heartbreak um, section. Um, And to preface it, it kind of, it talks about my struggles with, you know, feeling like less of a woman because of the issues that I've had with, you know, having children and not having children and these questions of like, God, I can't even do the bare minimum of a woman. So, like, I'm Mm. a whole failure out here and you're fine with that? Um, hmm. So that's where this one came from. It's called um, The Failure I Felt. Um, it made me feel like a failure. So multiply that by how many times it happened. Everyone tried to encourage me that it's okay. My mind tried to believe that distraction. Yet even though I know I'm not the only one to endure this, I know that there are millions, even billions besides me. So many complain of the burdens that kids are, not knowing others would give the world to just once hear mommy. A woman is expected to be many things by nature, caring, nurturing, comforting, protective. I tried my hardest to be this to everything that I did have, feeling like perhaps the role of motherhood was too selective. I know that God holds both my babies and myself in his hands. I know that all things I endure won't make sense to me. Yet I'd be lying if I said that this was easy to accept, try to encourage my own heart to just wait and see. Maybe I thought having them here would solve a lot of problems, physically holding and protecting them with all I had. I know God's protection surpasses mine, yet I still must be honest, it not, it not being reality made me mad. Felt less than a woman in many ways, like the basics of womanhood I wasn't achieving. 
Even now there are days that are heavier than others. Through those days I must push through and keep believing. I've learned that being a mother comes in more than one way. So even when my plans aren't working out, I'll trust his. He's carried me through thus far, so I'll have to trust he'll continue to carry me through this. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of that one. Amen. 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 Yes. Good job, Shatari. Good job. Good job. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for 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 writing it, and thank you even more for reading it. Reading it. That was just lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Victoria? Yeah, Victoria's sitting here just trying not to cry. Don't you tell me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> y'all know, y'all know, I'm the weak, weepy one, and it's just so, it's just so beautiful, and it's so, you know, God's timing is something that we would be having um, this interview with you today, it's, you know, on Mother's Day, and I, I just love the book. I love how you, you the sections are. I, I love the fact that you give people a space to write if they want to, so it could, you know, do some self reflections in there. I love it. Um, one of my favorites is the one called The Movies, and um, it, it talks about, the, you know, waiting to exhale. And I'm going to read the mm-hmm. last uh, lines of this one. I was never supposed to be able to relate to waiting to exhale because it didn't seem like a fairy tale ending. Yet at the end of the film, I'm reminded of resilience and strength, which are both parts of my new beginning. I love that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Thank you. Um, my um, friend, I'm talking about my friends a lot, my close friends. Um, but <laughs> I, that movie, it was, um, so when I was younger, my mom was like, you're not watching this, you're not watching that. I say that I was like Rapunzel growing up. It was like this locked away in a tower for safekeeping. And so mm-hmm. um, I had three brothers. <laughs> and it was kind of like, well, the boys get to do everything. Like literally, if you go back to my hometown today, like my youngest brother is four years younger than me. And people are often like, wait, where'd she come from? They're like, this is your younger sister? And he's like, no, she's older than me. And they're like, you had a sister? Like, y'all have a sister? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I exist. <laughs> I've been here. Um, but, like, so Waiting to Exhale growing up was, like, that movie where my mom was like, oh, you're not old enough to watch this. And I was like, okay, well, right. I'll watch it when I get old enough. Um, and so, like, you know, when, as I got older, like, I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, it's a movie. But, like, watching it, like, in my 30s, like, with friends, it was like, wait a minute, I'm the age they were in the movie. And it's like, it just right. hit differently because it's like, I understand. It's like, before it was yes. just like, oh, a movie, a grown-up movie. And it's just like, wait a minute, like, you know, even if I don't directly correlate with exactly what happened to each woman, like, even in the right. poem, I was able to pick out different things and express that and be like, wait a minute, like, this was a movie. Like, this is like somebody mm-hmm. made this up. I wasn't supposed to be able to relate to it. Like, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be like, you know, wait a minute. I know exactly what she means in that movie. And it's like, you know, there right. are so many things in the movie that happen, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. And it's like so much happened to those women. But, like, my favorite scene in the movie is at the end when they're doing the fireworks and they're celebrating and count on yes. me with Cece and Whitney yes. starts playing yes. in the background. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my gosh, we made it. Like, you know, so much happened, but right. we endured and we made it and we're celebrating. It doesn't negate the fact that horrible things happen and things that we didn't plan right. happened. But it's like we made it here. So that was definitely that last part. Uh, one of my good friends, Janae, she's like, that last part? 
out of the whole poem, that last part just really stuck out to me. <laughs> um, as you read, and it's just like, you know, I wasn't supposed to be able to be like, you know what, I not only saw the movie, but it's like I understand it on a whole different level that it's like That's my right. mom started like, you know, there are some things I might not ever be able to explain to you. You'll just have to understand. And now I'm like, Mom, wait a minute. You you didn't tell me. And she's like, I couldn't tell you then because you were too young to understand. Your mind hadn't experienced right. certain things. You weren't mature enough. And it's like, but now it's like, you know, life teaches you things and you go through things in life. And it's like you develop your own experiences and you develop your own testimonies from them. Um, and it's just like, you know, like, wow, like that poem, like I've heard like at least four or five people say, this poem here, like <laughs> this poem right here. Um, so, yeah, that's where that came from, that place of like, you know, this iconic movie that I was like, oh, my mama just doesn't want me to see it. But it's like upon seeing it like, you know, several times later and being like, wait a minute, hold on. I not only kind of get it, but it's like I really, truly understand um, different exactly. things in different chapters in life, yes. Yes, yeah, and, I, and I love it. I love how you, what, you, what you said about, you know, the women at the end. You know, and I and I feel like um, I'm in my tribe right here. You know, we, we celebrate each other. We, we, you know, we go through things. We pray for each other. And it, it's just a wonderful thing to have your women and, like the elder said, the yes sisters, so. Thank you yes. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, another, what, what I love also about your book is you, you, you definitely talk from your heart. But, and I love victory stories. I love transparency. And then I like when we get to the, to the victory part where we had the breakthrough. And one of my favorites mm-hmm. was um, dif- different. And you said, today I woke up different. When I woke, I felt something new, decided to change perspectives, no longer wanting the same view. So could you talk about that real briefly? Because I know we got to go, but just talk about how what the, what the difference is for you. Um, I literally woke up one day and felt that way, and like I said, things just kind of flow out. But it's like I woke up with this new place of gratitude, and it's like you know, it was one of the poems that I wrote later on, and it's like you know, after mm-hmm. I had talked with my therapist and my um psychiatrist and I had started medication and different things and yeah. I was like you know starting to feel like me again it's like one day I woke up literally feeling different and like I felt hope again um yeah. and I was like like you know god like I was so weighed down it's like you know I feel so light and I feel so lifted and it's like like I said again it doesn't change the fact that things happen but it's just like you know I am able to look at things and be like that was my past so I made it past that so it's like, you know, mm-hmm. forward progress, forward movement, a day at a time. And it's like, you know, I literally still wake up each day. And I was talking to a close friend. I'm like, you know, I wake up each day with peace. Things happen through the day, but it's like I'm able to quickly be like, you know what, I got peace. I'm able to go to sleep at night and just, like, not be tormented by thoughts or different things. It's like I'm going to sleep with peace. Everything may not be right, but I know that I have peace. So, yeah, that just really was like, you know, speaking from like, I, I really woke up different and it's like I felt different and it's like, you know, just yes. even the way that I handle things now, it's just like there's a difference in it. And I'm like, you know, God, I can tell the difference. Others can see the difference. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. There's the word again for the difference that's, you know, being shown to me and through me in my life. Amen. Well, Amen. I can see the difference. I see the difference. You look a good lady. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Please, please, please tell our listeners, listeners, you got to get the book. Uh, you know, that's my line, y'all. It's so beautiful. Um, um, 
These broken crayons still color, but what made them break? You got to get it. Please tell our listeners um, where they can find you on social media and how they can get the book. Okay. Um, I can be found on social media. Um, I'm on most of the social outlets. Um, but Facebook, um, my personal Facebook is uh, Shakara McDougal. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, at It's at Tara Talks with an S. 2021. Um, as far as my makeup business, you can look into that part of my life. It's um, mm-hmm. www.jfimua.com. Um, on Instagram at justfaceitmua. Um, let's see. I think most of my pages kind of like link to the other ones. Okay. Um, and finally, yes, ma'am. And there's like a link to buy in each of those um, somewhere amongst that. Or you can send me a message. I'm totally fine. I'm not one of those people that's like, don't message me. <laughs> so you're welcome to do that. Um, the easiest way I found, um, the book is on Amazon. The easiest way I found is mm-hmm. to actually search books and search my name, Shatara McDougall. Um, and it comes up that way. Again, you know, if you have a question and you're like, I'm trying to find the book, feel free to reach out to yeah. me. I'll be happy to send you the link. Um, but, yeah, pretty much I think I'm, um, I was going to say I'm Googleable, but I was trying to say <laughs> you Google. Girl, you Googleicious. That's what you are. You Googleicious. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now. I like it. I think I'm going to use that word. But, um, yeah, you can pretty much search me on Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I thank you for being here, listeners. Like I said, get the book. It is beautiful, and you will enjoy the journey of hearing Shatara's heart. Thank you again for coming. I, I tell you, I'm just smiling. My cheeks are hurting. Um, but uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ask Ruth. Do you have any closing remarks? Well, I just wanted to reiterate what you said, Shatara's beautiful book. Thank you for joining us on the show. And listeners, if you have, of course, of course, listeners, if you have any questions, any comments, uh, if you're an author and you want to be on our show, make sure that you email us, authorsup at gmail.com. And that, is it my turn? Yes, ma'am, it is. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) We thank our guests for sharing, being with us tonight, Shatara. Thank you again. And uh, thank you, listeners, for coming back. And for if you're new to Authors Up, we thank you. If you're a returning listener, then we definitely thank you for hanging in there with us and and, and being a part of what we think is a a great opportunity for many, many people. Uh, So thank you. Thank every And uh, we are here every week, every week, and we will be back next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson-Poole and Ruth Griffin, and there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.